from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio at the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia, welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women, proudly presented by NEMA and Sourced. And welcome back, friends, to another exciting episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I am your host, Amanda Pierch Marmalejo. And as you know, this is the series that salutes and recognizes women leaders making an impact in our community. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce our guest. We are joined in studio by Lee McIntosh, who is the CEO of Creative Enterprises. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with Creative Enterprises, it is a nonprofit 501c3 community rehabilitation program. Um, they provide employment opportunities along with social and life skills training to individuals with developmental disabilities. I had the uh, joy of visiting the facility in Forsyth County and taking a tour and seeing the wonderful work that Lee and her team are doing. Uh, Lee, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Kind of give your, um, your definition or your, um, the, the motivation and the mission behind Creative Enterprises for those that are unfamiliar. Creative Enterprises was started in 1976 out of the mental health center. And the goal, I think, was for um, helping people to become as independent as possible. So that would include whatever training they needed and then helping them get employment. And back then, that was a long time ago, there were not um, the medications that are available now. A lot of those people had mental illness, and it was quite a challenge, you know, trying to get them to the point that they were ready to go to work. You said developmental disabilities. We are serving people with a variety of disabilities, but many of them, the majority do have developmental disabilities. And I think that the mission has continued along those lines. We want them to be as independent as possible. We want them to be able to work if that's what they want to do or if they aren't able to go to work for whatever reason, um, we want them to have as full a life as possible. I'm looking here at your website, and it's just saying that it helps break down the barriers to employment, maximizing the potential. So just to kind of give the listeners a, a little bit of a visual, uh, mentioning my tour not too long ago with you, there were kind of different, um, I guess, pods or different areas with different activities. So I observed some um, life skills in resume writing. I observed some um, kind of just like group activities, all based on the abilities of the individual. Talk a little bit about the, um, the education behind what you guys do and some of the other offerings within the program. Currently, we have um, about 250 people attending our programs, the four campuses, every day. Some of those people are coming five days a week, and they're wanting to learn, you know, you can't just go to work without having some social skills and without knowing what's appropriate on a job. Also, trying to be more independent, you need to have some skills like maybe learning to cook. You may need to um, have some math skills if you're going to a restaurant, mm -hmm. you know, to figure out money. Um, we teach all those kinds of things. We're also trying to help them um, with socialization and what's appropriate. Sometimes they don't pick up on the body language that you and I have learned over time. 
And so we have to tell them gently rather than expect them to just understand, you know, what's appropriate. And those, that includes things like just our space. Mm-hmm. You know, you naturally know that we need about an arm's length between us for our personal space. Right. They, don't, they may get right into your face. Mm-hmm. And so we just have to teach those kinds of things. So every day is a learning experience for anyone who's in the program. Well, I saw lots of happy faces whenever I came to see you, and all of your clients are definitely enthusiastic about the leadership that's there. Um, I know I've met a couple of your other cohorts, and we'll give them a shout-out, Lisa Bennett, who was supposed to be here with us today, and she is the, I'll let you explain her Yeah, she's the director in Forsyth, and she's also um, trying to grow Dawson and White White County. County. Yes. So she's, it's quite a challenge for her, but, but she's a great person to do that. And you yourself have spearheaded the Gwinnett Campus, which is located where? It's off High Hope Lane in Lawrenceville, right by the county police department. In Lawrenceville, since, uh, since inception. Talk about your um, inspiration behind creating creative enterprises and about your success thus far here in Gwinnett County and kind of taking that template and moving on and uh, creating these other campuses to serve a, a greater radius. When I first started with the mental health center, I was an employee of them. I was in college. And what they had was just arts and crafts for people with disabilities. That, to me, wasn't enough. You know, people, in order to live a full life, they want all the same things you and I want. And so sitting there and doing arts and crafts all day, while it's great for creativity, it's not all of us, you know, and and we're looking at the whole person. So I think our goal was really focused on getting them ready to work. It it was before the Americans with Disabilities Act had even come out, and employers were very reluctant to hire people with disabilities. So we would go into jobs and talk to employers, and, you know, it was amazing when they were willing to give them a chance. Our staff would go in and be on the job with them. We'd learn the job. We'd teach our client the job so the employer didn't have to. And then over time, we would pull out of there. Well, we still use that model to, to help our folks go to work. Um, now it's called customized employment, where we're looking at what the client would like to do, what they're interested in doing. So let's say he wants to, um, he says he wants to be a vet. Well, many times people with intellectual disabilities are not going to become a veterinarian, but they can work in a vet's office. They can do other things. And so... We try to fit their interest with their abilities and go find that job for them. And when you you can make that happen, it's just a beautiful thing. It is beautiful. I'm smiling from ear to ear, and so are you, because I know I have seen that application come to life, and so have you. Um, Speaking about Forsyth County, there's a wonderful restaurant called Sliceability, and that is one of my favorite places because the pizza's dang good, but also because a lot of our friends work there, too. Yes. Kind of talk about the partnership that you um, have with Sliceability and talk about what other type of workforce partners you might be looking to connect with in order to, to help your clients out. Well, in Gwinnett, also, there's a program called Special Needs. I don't know if you know Special Needs School Gwinnett? No, Special Needs. It's a bakery, and that's K-N-E-A-D-S. I've seen, yes. Yes. So a lot of our clients work with them, too, and they actually get to go work at 
special needs or with sliceability, they earn a paycheck when they work with them. And they may do that, I don't know how many hours a week. It varies per person. But it gives them job experience. Many of them also are attend our program during the day. Mm -hmm. So they're getting work experience and then other training. That's so exciting. Mm -hmm. Lee, talk about what you did prior to coming to Creative Enterprises. So we were talking about your days at South Gwinnett. You were actually a Gwinnettian. Mm -hmm. So growing up here in Gwinnett County and kind of identifying that need early on, just take us through growing up here, um, here in this area. Um, the women in my family were all teachers. That's what I grew up with. My mother was actually my fifth grade teacher at Lawrenceville Elementary. Um, I went to Grayson because I lived in that area that was kind of between the two um, cities. And then I went over to South. My mother was a counselor at South Gwinnett at that point. My options back then, this was in the 70s, was I could be a teacher, I could be a nurse, or I could be a secretary. I didn't really know anything else I could be. And I didn't really want to do that. You know, I wanted to find my own way. But I was always fascinated with the mind, how our minds work. And in those days, they didn't have special education classes. So people with disabilities were just in class with us. And they struggled. And so I tended to be the one that would go help them. That was just what I was drawn to. And when I was trying to find something that I was going to spend my life doing because I knew I needed to do something I would enjoy or else I wouldn't want to work. Um, after a lot of thinking and talking to people and trying to figure it out and, you know, starting just a general liberal arts uh, degree in college, I finally found the mental health program at Georgia State and got a degree in mental health. And <clears throat> while I was doing that, I went to work at the local mental health center and so I was working with people with mental illness, and they had really severe chronic mental illness. And I was sent to a program in New York, spent a month learning about it, called Fountain House, and we were able to bring that back here and start a program out of Gwinnett Mental Health called Beacon Place. And that was more focused on getting people, again, going from arts and crafts to getting them working and teaching them skills. So the way that was set up is we would teach, we had a cooking group, we had a clerical group, we had a maintenance group, and then the people going to work. And anyone who came to the program during the day chose one of those groups to be in. And then that's what they were learning. And then when they were able to go to work, we would place them in jobs. So they were able to become less of a dependent person and more independent, which has been my goal my whole life, is for people to be independent. I think that one of the things I'm struggling with right now, um, and this would be, I guess, my words of wisdom if I were to give any, is that we all want to be able to do things on our own. And if we're going to do that, we can't depend on the government to take care of us. We can't depend on our parents to take care of us. You know, at some point you have to grow up and do it yourself. And so I, it made me realize I had to do it. Um, I was thinking about that as I was coming over here today because my mother, who is 90 years old wow. and lives independently, still drives, lives alone now because my father died, um, 
she just had to have her aorta replaced. And she had heart surgery on Monday this week. So I was with her, and she is so independent. She's back on her feet. I've been staying with her at night. She's doing great. She is, on, on one hand, frustrating because she's doing more than she should. But that fierce independence, you know, a 90-year-old came out of the Depression, and it's not like they've lived a life without struggles, but they've got that drive to make them independent, and they accomplish so much. And so I see that happen with our clients all the time. They don't want to just be taken care of. They want to be able to do it themselves. And if we can help them do that, it's kind of like teaching a man to fish versus giving them the fish. You know, I think that's really important. And I think that we're lacking that right now in our culture sometimes. I love that you said that, the teach a man to fish. And um, our, our listeners can't see the passion uh, in your eyes when you talk about this. I'd like to talk briefly about your mom again, because your face lit up and you talked about her, her fierce spirit. Mm-hmm. So Mina may be talking about um, an inspiration to you personally or a mentor uh, throughout your life. Uh, talk about the relationship that you had with your mom maybe earlier on. Um, she is a strong person very strong. And sometimes that is a good or a bad thing. You know, we've certainly had our struggles because we're stubborn women, you know, and and I think the women in my family are stubborn. And like I said, they were educators and I guess I am too in a way. It kind of fell out that way. Um, So there's this independence I love and admire. Um, She has been a mentor. It gave me something to strive to be. She was one of those people, you know, she graduated high school at 15. She graduated college at 19. She's smart, um, always has been, still is. And so even when I was in the doctors um, at the hospital with her, they're looking at her age and thinking, you know, what's a 90-year-old woman going to do? And I'm saying, you need to understand, she's independent. She lives independently. She plans to do it again. Mm -hmm. We need this to go well so she can do that. And so I was able to advocate for her that way. I think that's really important because we, I I have that same drive and independence. And I think that gets you far in life if you can do that and learn to, to do things on your own. And I'm not saying completely on your own because it takes our friends and our family and our faith, I think, to get us there. But if you've got that, that's half the battle. Sounds like she's a tenacious woman. She is. And you are too. And now that that lineage continues because you have a firecracker daughter as well. Yes. And she works within the organization. Yes. Shout out to Klein, who is a, a newly participating Gwinnett Young professional. What is her position within Creative Enterprises and how do you guys work collectively to deliver excellence every single day? She kind of has a dual role. She runs our placement department. So she's in charge of all the, all the people who go out and find jobs for our clients. But she's also working, you know, we're growing so fast. So she's working with our staff as new clients come in, helping um, supervise all of our other staff who are the teachers. We don't call them teachers. We call them personal coaches mm-hmm. or PCs. She helps with lead them, leading them in um, troubleshoots all kinds of things, because she's been there also since she got out of high school. She's been there probably 10 years or so. Wow. 
She really knows what she's doing now. I have another daughter that works there. I don't. Did you know that? She runs our production program, the workshop How where exciting. our clients work. And so she got a degree in business and also chose, they just love this population. Klein got a degree in psychology because she wanted to work directly with the population. And I don't know, those two just love working, you know, with our population. And they do well with them. So both of your daughters and yourself all work within the organization. Yes. That, yes. that might be a challenge for some for some mother-daughter dynamics, but it sounds like you guys are all dynamite together. We do. And, you know, we're all, I don't know, it must be something about the women in the family because we, we all have strong opinions, but we make it work together because our mission is to do the right thing by the people we serve. And so when we're looking at it from that point of view, it's pretty easy to make the right decision. Absolutely. And for those of you just joining us, uh, Amanda Pierch Marmalejo here on Celebrating Powerhouse Women, joined by Lee McIntosh, who is the CEO of Creative Enterprises. And when we return from our break, we're going to talk a little bit more about what's upcoming. NEMA is a full-service logistics company that provides trucking, warehousing, and expedited deliveries for the paper machine clothing industry. They offer a full line of services, including delivery within the 48 contiguous states, Canada and Mexico, plus importing and exporting, air freight forwarding services, foreign trade zone warehousing, and many more services to handle your global logistics needs. NEMA is a proud sponsor of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women podcast series. We know running a business is hard. There are so many things that need to get done and you don't have the time, the resources, the experience, or you just don't want to do it yourself. At Sourced, we have your back. Office. We support leaders of companies with all their back office challenges that weigh them down. Whether it's accounting, talent acquisition, administrative support, marketing or human resources, our team of experts at Sourced will make your life easy and your back office effortless. To see how we can help you, check us out at GetSourced.com. All right, and welcome back, folks, to Celebrating Powerhouse Women, uh, joined by Lee McIntosh, who is the CEO of Creative Enterprises today. And I do just want to give a quick shout out to all the hard work that they're doing and thank our sponsors for introducing us today so we can highlight the great work that they're doing here in our community. For those of you who'd like to learn more about their efforts, visit creativeenterprises.org. All right. And uh, before the break, Lee, we were kind of talking about influence and inspiration. And I don't know if you recall the book back in the day. It's been, I say back in the day because it's over 20 years ago, but it was called A Purpose Driven Life. Yes. And I remember reading that as a young gal and I only uh, really understood what that meant, you know, coming into my 20s and uh, personal and professional awareness helped me kind of un I identify my purpose. If I were to ask you what your purpose is per se, how would you define that? You know, I think that we grow over time, years, experience, all of those things come together. It took me a long time to get my life to the point where everything was in sync. So, you know, the mission of Creative Enterprises, I, I do doTERRA on the side, their mission, my faith, that mission, my family life, it all is in sync and there's no conflict there. There used to be. And so that would be hard when, you know, you go into your home and that's different from going into work. 
you know, and, and so when it's together, I feel I feel very fortunate and feel somewhat insulated, you know, because it's it's a very nice place to be. Um, in terms of people, I guess who have inspired me, you know, my faith is part of it, and I do a lot of study, and I have a great Sunday school class, and we really try to read the Bible, like uh, book by book, verse by verse, and talk about what all of that means. And we've spent a lot of time in the Old Testament because I found that in my church growing up, most of our teaching was from the New Testament. So I really feel like you need to know where you've come from in order to know where you're going to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that has been a big learning experience for me. But I've been in groups with people um, that are faith-based kinds of groups that I think have helped me a lot, too. And again, you know, when I'm trying to make decisions for creative enterprises, and the pandemic was a real challenge because it was unchartered territory. None of us knew how we were going to get through that. And so I have always made decisions for creative enterprises based on what was right for the people we serve. And that has, that's just led me, you know, the right way every single time. I think that, um, you know, I'm certainly not the smartest person in the world, and so I have to be able to count on um, prayer to help me make decisions and then also just doing the right thing. Um, and then if you're doing that, if you're honest about what you're doing, um, I think that leads you in the right direction most of the time. I would agree with you. A dear friend and mentor of mine always taught me that service leads to sales. You don't need to go out there and try and sell, sell, sell anything, whether it be, you know, raising funds for your capital campaign, um, anything that we do first serve others and then everything else will fall into place. Yeah, that makes so much sense. You mentioned something that kind of stood out to me and it's saying all in sync. And I'm familiar with that feeling. And I'm also familiar with that uncomfortable feeling when we're not in sync or all of those elements aren't um, working so well together. Talk about a time where uh, there was a little bit of turbulence and how you kind of um, navigated that in order to reach the other side successfully. Well, you know, when you're young, you're in college, and so you're you're partying more. And, and you know, there's this disconnect between just having fun and thinking about yourself and being hedonistic versus trying to be a responsible adult and, you know, get your degree and get into the right job. That's hard to navigate. I think that's hard for any college student to navigate. I went through some of that turbulence um, with, um, gosh, there have been all kinds of things with my marriage, you know. We had a point in my life where my father-in-law, I don't even know if you want me to bring this up, but he came home from work uh, during lunch, and someone was burglarizing his home, and he was murdered. And so it just destroyed, you know, the family. It was awful for everyone. My husband probably was never the same after that. My mother-in-law, it was terrible. And I don't think people understand that when you're a victim of crime, you know, it's not just one person that's involved. It, it affects many people. My, my children lost their best grandfather. He, you know, it was a terrible tragedy. 
So you have to overcome those things, and you have to figure out how to put those things in in perspective so that you can move forward and make make it. I, I'm not going to say that there's anything positive about losing someone that important, but you figure out a way to make positive things happen from it. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't do that, you can roll over and die, you know, and I guess there are people who do that, but how are you going to grow? Mm-hmm. You know, you've, you've got to figure out how to move forward. That's a really hard thing to do. So I think we all have terrible tragedies that happen to us. I'm not unique, but you have to figure out how to deal with those and move forward. We just always all have to do that. Talking about resilience and having to kind of um, put the pieces together, like you said, and lean into it, especially being a parent, you know, you have to kind of hold it together for your little ones and, and kind of be that strong face and that right. strong front um, yourself. Talking about surrounding yourself with um, strong leaders or people who sharpen you, iron sharpens iron. Talk a little bit about some of the, the groups that you are involved with or some of the people that you surround yourself with, maybe in the nonprofit community or otherwise, that help you um, stay nimble and be the best person that you can be. I'm a member professionally of an organization called Gates. It's Georgia... Association of Educational and Training Services, I think. Anyway, it's a group of people who are the CEOs of organizations like Creative Enterprises in the state. And there's only like 12 of those, maybe not even that many anymore. 12 members? Yeah, 12 12 organizations in the state. So a sister program would be um, Easter Seals or Goodwill. Some of those are the organizations we are able to come together and talk about the field, you know, in general and, and where we need to go. Georgia has lots of needs and there are, you know, there are services that in some ways part of the system at the state level is broken. And so we have been trying to um, figure out how to get people employed if, if we can't do it through those channels, how we can do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so we come together to try to work on that. Um, I was part of a convene group with, uh, it, it's more of a faith, faith-based faith group that helps you become a leader um, using your faith, you know, to make decisions. I think that's really important. That's how I met Colleen from NEMA. She's a wonderful person, great leader. Somehow through that, I was got tied to Chrissy mm-hmm. with Sourced. She's also a wonderful person. Gwinnett County, we're very fortunate that we've got these powerful leaders, these women who are strong and they're um, trying to lead us in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I think that's a challenge we have with some of our programs in the other counties because they are kind of like Gwinnett was 30 years ago. They're still, you know, they don't have the services that Gwinnett has. And so our clients in those areas are suffering more. Um, I wish Lisa were here to talk about that, but I tell her, gosh, Lisa, y'all have some of the oddest things happen. They had just this month in January, they've lost two parents in that campus. And 
those parents were the primary care providers of the two clients that we serve who are at risk of having to go into state institutional care because there's no one to take over. So we're struggling with those kinds of issues of how to get them the best services. And you're looking at a person, again, it's not just them coming, you know, on a daily basis, but round-the-clock needs that they have. And if that area doesn't have that for them, what happens to them? So, you know, we're real concerned for these people because we want them to be able to be in the community they love, not be uprooted and sent somewhere else where not only now have they lost their parents, but they've lost their friends because they can't come to our program anymore because they've been pulled out of the county and they don't know anyone. I mean, what a terrible thing for anyone to have to go through. And that's what happens to people sometimes. For those listening who might want to uh, become involved, whether it be the workforce element that you mentioned, partnering with, I know you guys um, either are in the process of a capital campaign or have one upcoming. Uh, What is the best way that someone can help if they feel moved to do so? Our website is um, creativeenterprises.org. So they're welcome to look at that. If they get in that website, they can click on any of the four campuses. It's the Forsyth campus that is in the middle of a capital campaign program. They're needing to raise $1.7 million to build a building that will let us um, work with 200 people on a daily basis just in that one program. They um, have raised about a million dollars towards that already. So they're pretty far along. We're trying to get farther along so because, you know, this economic climate we're in, we just don't want to try to go to the bank and um, get a loan and then something happen and not be able, you know, we don't want to lose what we have. So we're really trying to put the money together for that. Well, if uh, I've seen one thing, it is the community come together and raise not only funds, but awareness for wonderful, wonderful campaigns such as this one. So I have no doubt that they will exceed that goal here in the near future. Kind of circling back around to lessons learned, Lee, uh, you and I were talking before the show and I asked you if I were to say, Lee, describe yourself in three adjectives, what would they be? Well... Let's see. If I were to use a negative one, it'd probably be stubborn, but I'm going to say determined. I like that. Determined. Tenacious. I'm, I'm intense, maybe too intense for a lot of people. Um, but I, I don't think I can help that. Hey, I think that you wear your hat well. <laughs> and uh, what is it? Somebody told me once, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but I'm someone's cup of tea. That's yeah. what they said about me. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> so I can empathize with that. You gave some words of wisdom before the show or before the latter half of the show. But I'm curious, I'm kind of just talking about advice and hindsight 2020. If you could tell your 30 year old self anything, what would it be, Lee? I think that, again, like I said, I thought all I could do was teach or be a secretary or be a nurse. And somehow I wanted to, you know, find my own way. And I was able to do that. Um, I had no idea what that was going to be at the time. You know, you just kind of keep putting one foot in front of the other. And there were many days in my life, especially as I went through some of those tragedies where All you can do is, you know, get through the next minute and then the next hour and then the next day. But if you do that over time, it's amazing, 
you know, what you can build from that. And I would I would just encourage anyone to never give up hope um, and to keep keep pursuing whatever their goal is or their dream is, because if it's in the forefront of your mind and you're thinking about it, you'll get there. One foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. I told you our time would fly by, Lee. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience before we say sayonara? No, I just appreciate you letting me be here. Um, appreciate the experience, and it is an experience. Hmm. It's kind of daunting for me, <laughs> but um, you make it you make it much easier. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lee. And thank you for all the hard work that you're doing, not only for Gwinnett County, but the surrounding ones as well. And again, if you're interested in helping in some sort of way or just learning more, creativeenterprises.org. For our guest today, Lee McIntosh, who is the CEO, I am your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo. And you know, we're live every Friday at 1130 a.m. with Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X. I enjoy listening where I get my uh, podcast and that's on iTunes. You can subscribe anywhere you get your online shows. We'd love for you to leave us a review. And until next time, I'm your host, Amanda Pierch Marmalejo, and this is Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X. Mm-hmm.